Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. The U.S. and Germany agree to send tanks to Ukraine. What will this mean on the front lines? This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. President Biden speaking from the White House on Wednesday. For months, Ukraine had been demanding state-of-the-art Western tanks. And for months, they'd been denied. Until now. Earlier on Wednesday, Germany agreed to send their Leopard 2 tanks. They had been under tremendous pressure from allies to allow Ukraine to have these tanks. To understand what these coordinated announcements mean, Mary Louise Kelly spoke with NPR's Rob Schmitz in Berlin and Greg Myrie in Washington, D.C. Greg, you start. The U.S. had been adamant that it would not be sending these Abrams tanks. Today it changed tack. Do we know why? Well, I think there's both a military reason and a political reason. Um, On the military front, the U.S. has acknowledged that Ukraine needs tanks, but it kept saying the Abrams, which is the main U.S. tank, just wasn't a good fit. It's considered the world's best, but also the most sophisticated. It needs lots of training and maintenance. It also uses jet fuel, uh, not the usual diesel fuel that other tanks use. So it wasn't seen as a great short-term option, which leads us to the political reason. Germany also has these excellent tanks that could get to Ukraine more quickly, but Germany had been reluctant to get out in front on, on sending tanks. So President Biden's announcement gave Germany some political cover, and, and Biden went out of his way to praise the German chancellor, Olaf Scholz. Do we know how long it's going to take to get these tanks over there? No, we don't. But a senior administration official said it would be months, not weeks. We're talking about 31 of the Abrams tanks. That's one Ukrainian tank battalion. Uh, The U.S. will have to train the Ukrainians, who've proven to be very fast learners on other weapons systems. But these are tanks that are, are not already in service. The U.S. is going to go through the procurement process, which can be a military synonym for do everything in slow motion. Now, one senior U.S. official tried to put the best face on this. He said the German tanks represent a near-term commitment. The U.S. tanks represent a long-term commitment. And Rob Schmitz, jump in here, because as Greg nodded to, Germany has also been reluctant to send tanks. What exactly did they announce today, and did they explain why they appear to have changed their minds? He didn't go into specifics, but he spoke today at the Bundestag, which is Germany's parliament, as part of his regular question and answer session. And he said that he decided to do this after what he called intensive consultations with Germany's allies and partners, including the United States. And he hinted that waiting to take this action until the U.S. was ready to also send tanks was an important necessity. Germany did not want to be alone in sending tanks to Ukraine. Many Germans are scared that doing that would have risked pulling Germany into a broader conflict. And here's some tape of Schultz addressing those fears. And Mary Louise, he's saying here that many German citizens are worried about sending Leopard 2 battle tanks to Ukraine. 
given the power of these weapons, and that he would like to say to his citizens, trust me and trust the federal government. He said, because Germany acted in cooperation with its international partners, it has made sure this support is possible without risking that Germany would be pulled directly into this conflict. He also made it clear that Germany would not enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine and that it wouldn't send ground troops in any situation. So these tanks appear to be as far as Olaf Scholz is willing to go. I want to step back for a minute, and I'll throw this one to you, Greg. Why are tanks so critical for Ukraine right now? Well, Ukraine has been outgunned by Russia on almost every front in this war, and tanks are a powerful example of that. Russia has more tanks. The Ukrainians have had to rely on these aging Soviet-era tanks. Now, Ukraine is widely expected to carry out offensives pretty soon, and that's where tanks do become quite critical, when an army is trying to move forward on the ground. We should stress that a lot of military analysts say that tanks are just one component, though a key one, in what the U.S. calls combined arms, and they say the Ukrainians need many things, effective ground troops, light armored vehicles, artillery, air power, and they very much need tanks. One more question from the European perspective, because, Rob, I am wondering if this might open the floodgates for others. It's not just Germany among European countries that has tanks, not just Germany that has Leopard tanks. That's right. German weapons manufacturers export different models of Leopard tanks all throughout Europe. And so we've got dozens upon dozens of these in countries all over Europe. And today also Germany announced that their partner countries who have these tanks can also send those tanks to Ukraine if they want to. So Poland, obviously, has been asking to do this for a while, as have many other European countries. So in the following weeks, we'll likely see the first deliveries of what could be dozens of uh, some of the most state-of-the-art tanks being handed over to Ukraine's military. And Mary Lou, let me just pick up on what Rob was saying, that we've seen this very intense focus on tanks recently. In some ways, it's overshadowed some other key developments. Ukraine has received more pledges, more heavy weapons in the past month than at any time since the war began. The U.S. and others have promised patriots and other air defense systems to guard against Russian missiles. We've seen hundreds of armored vehicles that have been pledged, and now the tanks. Now, all of this sends a clear signal that the U.S. and NATO remain united, which many had questioned uh, that that would happen, and that they're stepping up support for Ukraine. In contrast, we've been hearing that Russia is turning to Iran and North Korea for weapons that are far less than cutting edge. Rob, just one more to you before I let you go. I keep thinking about this headline. German tanks set to roll across Europe towards a war. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's enough for any student of the wars of the past century to send just the tiniest chill down your spine. How is the conversation unfolding where you are in Berlin? Yeah, that's right. And I think it's worth remembering that Germany's history as a military aggressor in two world wars makes a decision like this to send war machines back into battle a really difficult and sensitive one for Germans. And I think Germany's more recent history of decades worth of Soviet rule and being in the middle of the Cold War also plays into this specific conflict. There's a residual pacifist sentiment from the Cold War here in Germany. And there's also a shared history between Germany and Russia from that era. And the complexities of that have slowly percolated for many Germans as this war has dragged on. We, you know, we've seen a shift in recent weeks of German public opinion towards Ukraine and against Russia. And I think it's a slowly evolving transition that we're witnessing here in Germany. Fascinating. NPR's Rob Schmitz and Greg Myrie reporting today from Berlin and Washington. Thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Louise. 
thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed to learn more about the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from Wondery. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift. Blame It on the Fame dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies. Follow on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.